Mino Line Media presents the Business First Podcast. Hi, all, and welcome to a new episode of Business First with Sonia Ali. I am your host. And today, I don't have a guest, but I did want to share some thoughts that I've had recently about the decline in customer service. And it seems like it's across the board. I've, I've talked about this with a number of different people, people who are in the customer service industry, people who are business owners, and everyone seems to feel um, the same thing. And uh, I wanted to share some thoughts because, you know, this podcast was created to share the stories and strategies, you know, of businesses so that business owners and entrepreneurs could have information to, to enhance their businesses, to enhance the relationships they have with their customers and clients. And of course, to increase your revenue, right? Like that's the bottom line of all of this. And um, people are in business to make money. And if you are in business to make money and the source of your business are your customers and your clients, then you really do have to work to make those things happen. And, you know, when I think about some of the experiences I've had, and like I said, it's major companies and and they're small companies as well. They're, uh, you know, independent owners. And, you know, I went into, I've gone into major department stores and I've, you know, met sales assistants who are on their phone or who are um, just not attentive. Or my favorite is when you ask for, you know, do you carry X, Y, and Z? And the response is, I'm not sure. And I'm okay with you're not sure if you're going to then go and find out if you do carry something. But if you, the, the end of your response is, I'm not sure, that's really unacceptable because you saying you, that you're not, you're unsure means that there's a possibility that your company sells what I'm looking for. Um, just yesterday, I was in a, a bookstore, local bookstore, community bookstore in a nice neighborhood. And uh, I literally decided to stand and see, I was the only person in the bookstore. And I stood there for about three minutes before I was acknowledged. The woman who was tending the store, she was not the owner, um, was on the phone. And at first I thought, well, she's probably on the phone with a customer. And then when I heard the giggles and the laughs and and part of the conversation, I realized that, no, she wasn't, uh, this is not a business call. This was a personal call. And so she might've thought I was browsing, right? And so that's fair. And so then I decided to just position myself in front of her so that she knew that I was waiting to ask a question. And she stayed on the phone. And then I said, well, maybe because I'm looking around, I didn't want to be rude and look at her. Um, Maybe she thinks that I'm still browsing, right? Or I'm still deciding if I want to purchase something in the store. And so now I decide to look at her. And she looked at me and looked away, glanced away. And then a few seconds later, then she, you know, told whoever she was on the phone with that she had to come off because someone was there waiting for her. I waited three minutes for someone to attend. And, you know, other people I've talked to said they would have just walked out the store. But the reason I did it was because I wanted to see how long, normally I would walk out the store, but I wanted to just see just how long would it take for you to know that somebody is waiting for your attention and you would just ignore them? And so I wanted to share this with you, um, for you those, for those of you who are business owners and those, and those of you who are thinking about starting a business, to, to, to tell you all that 
no matter what you sell, right? Whether it's a product, well, whether it's a service, you know, for major companies, they have departments that, that specialize in customer service or the new term is customer care, right? Focusing on the care of the customer and not just the service. But it really doesn't matter what you're selling, uh, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, um, we're all in the customer service business. And the goal of any business is to make sure that you're giving the customer an experience that makes them want to come back, that makes them feel good enough that they, they want to refer you to other people. Those of you who've listened to the podcast know that I started a company with a, uh, a friend and business partner uh, called Storytellers Magic. And we've just released a book. It's now on Amazon. This is my plug called The Storytelling uh, Business Journal. And, you know, what we say is, you know, your promise, branding is a really simple, uh, it's, it's a really simple construct, right? And there, there are books, there are courses, you can get degrees. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of content around what branding is, but it's really, really simple. It's you want to create experiences, deliberate experiences that people can feel good about and that they can refer to other folks, right? Because the experience that I have in your business is the story that I'm going to share, right? When we talk about storytelling, that's the story that I'm going to share with, with other people. And so it's really important um, for you all to understand that. I just picked up a book. Um, I wish I could talk more about it. This is not my book. Um, and although I, I'd love you to purchase my book, um, I'm going to recommend another book for you. And it's called Unreasonable Hospitality. And it's by a gentleman named Will Gadara. Um, I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. It's G-U-I-D-A-R-A. Will Gadara. It's Unreasonable Hospitality, The Remarkable Power of Giving People More Than They Expect. And what's interesting about this book is um, Will Gadara was the co-owner. He, he started a new company now called, he's the founder of a new company called Thank You. It's a hospitality company. But before then, he was the co-founder uh, or the co-owner, I should say, of 11 Madison Park which was a restaurant in New York City that was struggling. And when he became the head of it, and after about a decade of implementing a number of different things that he talks about in the book, and I think that you would find of interest um, and that you would find helpful, uh, his company then went, then it, then it received four stars from the New York Times, three Michelin stars, and it became the number one restaurant in the world, the top restaurant in the world. And what he did was something in a way that's simple, but what he says in the book, that simple can be difficult, actually, right? Because the, the, the simplicity of it is really just caring for your customers, right? And making sure that you can give them an experience beyond their expectation. So, what I teach in our, in, in our course and what we talk about a lot is, you know, everybody has an expectation for a business. When I have a problem or I have a need for something, right, I might say, you know what, I need a haircut, right? 
And so if I need a haircut, I'm going to seek out someone who does, who does hair. And based on how I feel about the experience, right, is going to determine whether I come back to that haircut. So, and so there are a couple of things to consider in that. I may sit in someone's chair and get an amazing haircut, like the best haircut I've ever had. But I may have to have waited a long time to be able to get in that chair. I may have been subjected to maybe some abusive behavior. And when I say abusive behavior, maybe some disrespect from a receptionist or maybe not receiving the right answers. I may have um, been overcharged for something or there are a number of little things that can happen after having this great haircut that may not make me want to go back again, right? And we've all said that to someone, right? Ah, this guy really knows what they're doing, or this woman really knows what they're doing, but uh, I, got, I had to wait too long, or I didn't like their attitude, or they made me feel like whatever it was, right? And, and what's that famous quote that, that uh, Maya Angelou says? That, you know, people may forget what you say to them. They may forget what you do to them, but people will never forget, right, how you make them feel. And that's really what drives a, a good customer experience, right? It's how I feel after I leave there. There's another example I'd like to give. I stayed, and I, I may have mentioned this on, on another podcast, but I, I stayed with AT&T for a long time, not because I, their prices were better or their service was better. There was a local store where I bought my phone that gave such exceptional service that I didn't want to leave AT&T because I didn't want to leave Ari. Ari was the guy who ran the store. And, you know, he all, if you had to change your phone, he always looked for the best deals. And back in the day when you used to get rebates and they would give you the rebate card, I would just, as most people would do, I would just throw the rebate card in my bag. And although you bought a certain thing for the rebate, you never really got it because you put the rebate in your bag. Ari would actually fill it out in the store for you, put a stamp on it and mail it. If you were a longtime customer of Ari's, you might even get some free stuff or discounted stuff. Remember one time my headphones broke, had broken and he gave me a free pair because I was a regular customer. And he did that for everyone. You know, when I first met Ari, I thought he did that because he liked me, right? But I'd, I'd be in the store and I would see that he treated all of his customers the same way. He had great music. He had great conversation. He remembered you when you came in. He would ask you questions about anything that you discussed from the last time. And so a lot of us stayed with AT&T, not because of the big brand, but because of the local service that we had gotten, right? And so, like I said, the, the reason I, I, I wanted to talk about this today is I wanted to share some things that you could think about in your business as you are developing it, as you're growing it, and more importantly, as you're dealing with customers on a daily basis. Like I said, we are all in the service industry. We are all customer service directed uh, because once you are interfacing with a customer, you have to be customer service oriented. So here are some things that you should consider. And these are directly from the book, The Storytelling Business Journal. One is if you're in business, 
right? How are you improving some aspect of your customer's life, right? So the reason that you created whatever you created was you either saw a need or you wanted to make a difference or you were inspired to bring something and, and have people experience something that just never existed before. And so that's a big part of it, right? So that's the high level piece of it, right? Like you started your business because you wanted to make a, make a change. But further to that, how would you like your customers to feel about themselves while and after either they've purchased your service or purchased your um, product? And notice I say, not how they felt about you, but how do they feel about themselves, right? Are, are they glad that they came in? Or did they feel that they subjected the, themselves to something that they should have? And you have to really think about that, right? Because of course you want people to feel good about you, but more importantly, another thing that we always say is people don't buy your products and services. They buy how your products and services make them feel. Right. That's why they that's when you think about and think about the things that you frequent and think about the services that you feel like you can't live without or the businesses that you want to tell all of your friends about. Right. There's something about how you feel about your experience or what you experience that you want to share with other people. And so that's what you should be thinking about as you create your business. Will your product and service change how people think and behave? Is it just you know, again, if we use the example of hair, right? I can go and get a really good service, right? Really good cut, really good good color, um, really good style, right? But if I'm if I'm working with somebody who truly cares about how I take care of my hair, and I get that type of information, or they're telling me what I need to do or how I need to fix certain problems or maintain certain things, right? It's going to, it may, it may change how I change, how I style my hair when I'm home, the products that I buy, the things that I use. And again, those are things that I may share, right? It's going to change. I may have, you know, had a certain routine that I loved, that I grew up with, that my girlfriends told me about. But now that I'm sitting in your chair, you've given me something to think about. You've given me uh, better information, right? So it's changing the way that I'm going to behave. And then again, we go back to the experience. What type of experience would you like to create for your customer, right? And then the last one, I'm, I'm going to put these two together. What would exceptional, right? The key word here is exceptional. What would exceptional customer service look like? And when you think about that, you have to think about every aspect of your business. If you have a brick and mortar, right? What, what happens when people walk through your door, right? Are they greeted, right? Or, or do you prefer to allow people to have time to enjoy the environment and then you ask them a question, right? Further to that, if you have a brick and mortar, a really important thing is you have to change, you have to train your staff, right? Never make assumptions that your staff is going to operate at the same level that you will, right? And I've seen that time and time again. I, I, you know, I had a friend who owned an herbal store and 
you know, she couldn't be there all the time. And so she had a staff and there were people who would only want to go when she was there, right? Because the level of care, the level of information that she provided, they didn't really feel that those who were minding the store when she wasn't there could provide that. And so how much business could she have lost because people only wanted to go in on the days that she was there. And they would literally walk by, see that she wasn't there, even if they needed stuff. They would see that she wasn't there and they would they would leave and or they would they would stop in and find out when she would be there, um, not purchase anything, and then leave. And so you have to really think about what experience you want that extends beyond what you can personally deliver. If I go back to the lady in the bookstore, I asked her, are you the owner? And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> that was her response. Absolutely not. And it was so clear, right? And so even in her absolutely not, right, what what is she telling me? That yes, I'm not a part of this. I work here, but yeah, I'm not that invested. You want your team to be invested because any experience that a customer will get is the is the is what they will share right and so i could easily say yeah i don't know if you want to go to that bookstore because the service is not good or you won't be attended to right the woman who owns the store i found it is a woman who owns the store um would never know that right she might be concerned that there's a decline in business or she's wondering why there's a decline in business and um may not know that it is the people that she's hired because she hasn't trained them. I remember I had, I had taken a business class decades ago and a consultant had come in and talked about Disney. Disney is, is known for their training. And one of the questions was um, someone had asked the, one of the consultants um, because he said that they were going to start training the parking lot attendants. And one of the questions was, well, why do we need to train the parking lot attendants, right? Like when people come to Disney, like they park their cars and then, you know, the rest of their time, they are, they're on the rides, they're in the hotels, they're in the restaurants, you know, that's where their, their focus is. And the response was, we train the parking lot attendants because that's your first impression when you hit Disney, right? So they spend a lot of time thinking about your experience in the parking lot, right? Because we all know when you leave an event and then you have to go to the parking lot, we know what that can be, right? We know the disasters that can happen, how long it can take you to get out, how long it can take you to, um, to get home. So they understand that, that that's your first impression and that's your last impression. And so they spend time training the parking lot attendants so that your experience when you get there and when you leave will be consistent with what you've experienced in the park, right? And not to say that you, you know, for any of you who've had a bad experience, not to say that bad experiences don't happen, but the point for you to understand for your business is that it's important to think about all elements. When you think about what exceptional customer service will look like, it's everything from when you enter someone's door, when you go on their website, when you have a problem, right? Like, how do you respond to problems? If someone's dissatisfied with your service, if someone's dissatisfied with your product and they want to return it, right? 
what is your response? Is it anger? Is it um, frustration? Or are you accommodating in some sense or um, fashion? And so those are the things that you should consider. Again, I'm just going to run quickly through them. How are you improving some aspect of your customer's life? How would you like your customers to feel about themselves while and after? And will your product and or service change how your customers think and behave? What type of experience would you like to create for your customer? And what would exceptional customer service look like? And so I'm going to leave you with that. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you go back and rethink how you are being received. Um, you know, also as a small business, you know, I always say, you know, ask, give your customers a survey, right? Um, and just be, you know, be prepared to receive whatever you get back because you know, Verizon, and I'm thinking about all the, all the major corporations, right? After they've, you know, handled your problem online, what will they say, right? Oh, you know, I, I hope you'll fill out this survey. What I say to folks is, I would much rather fill out a survey for a small business that I frequent, right? Than a large business who knows nothing about me or is really just collecting data for, you know, for their purposes, obviously, to serve customers better, but I don't feel connected to the survey that I would I would do for a major corporation. If I did it for a small business, I would feel like they would take it to heart, right? Because I know the people. I they they may be in the community. It's I probably connected with somebody who's worked in the business, and so if you're unsure about where you stand, create a survey, right? And create a survey around the service aspect, right? And and maybe even asking some of these questions, right? Like how do people feel about the experience? You know, how do they like the products, right? How do they, you know, are, are, are your services expeditious? Are they um, gratifying? Are they satisfying? Um, and, and, and be prepared to receive the feedback that you get. And if you send it to enough people, you may see commonalities. You will see commonalities in some of the responses. And so, like I said, I'm, I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that you think about these things. Um, a bright light in the, in the decline of customer service is that if you are excellent at it, then you, you automatically stand out, right? And, and that's what you want to do in business. There, there are, you can get a great haircut anywhere. You can get a great hamburger anywhere. You can get great food. You can get great cocktails. There's so many places that offer so many of the things that we love. Clothes, shoes, like there's tons of places that sell great stuff. Um, the two things that will differentiate whether someone wants to, to, to frequent your business enough is often is price sometimes, but the defining piece is how I feel about the quality of your service, how you make me feel, and of course the quality of the product. But all of that goes into customer service and how you make your customers feel. So um, I wish you luck. I, I hope that you uh, are able to take something 
from this conversation or this this podcast this afternoon. And um, I'll be back again next week with a guest. And we'll talk about how we elevate our businesses some more. Take care. The Business First Podcast is hosted and produced by Sonia Aline, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business First Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcast. On social media, on IG, at business underscore first underscore podcast. Follow the Mean Old Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mean Old Line Media. Get the Mean Old Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Business First Podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production.